beautiful people and welcome to another episode of Sharings with Shama. Uh, today it's Thursday, it's another beautiful summer day in Stockholm and I am once again sitting in my living room. Uh, I want to talk about friendship. This is a topic on demand and it's also a topic that is that is very dear to me or close to me and... Uh, and I feel that it's a, it's a topic that I have had a lot of questions, a lot of requests about how to make friends. And I know that to, to not have friends and this to be lonely is one of the biggest causes, you know, to, to, to depression, actually to feel left out and not included. And, and I think it's not... It's not like, to me, friends and friendship is not easy. And I think that many, many of you agree with me that for some people it seems so easy. It seems so easy to make friends and they have tons of friends and they are just socializing and interacting with people and they're always invited to dinners and they are out and about and they're playing golf and they you know, go on trips together and they they go to big events and small events and they're just like in a bundle of friends all the time. I have actually, and this is, this is quite funny, so I'm going to do as I did the last time, I'm going to explore this, uh, make inquiries together with you. I actually have quite many girlfriends who are these you know, easy friends, socializing, have big, big networks of girlfriends and they always have something going on, some after work, you know, some trip, some event, some party together and it's like a big group and when I look at these friends, what they have in common is that they have a more stable childhood than what I had. They did not have divorced parents. Their parents are still living together as we speak, those three friends that I'm thinking about. Um, they did not have this, you know, traumatic events. They did not, uh, they were not addicts, addicted to something. They, they also had strong relationships with one man or you know long relationship with a husband and they are kind of what I call my my fortunate friends uh, and I have a few of those these friends I find myself that I can be very very close to them you know I love them a lot but I don't meet them as often I don't share with them as often as I do with my my other friends. And when I grew up, I did not have many friends. I was bullied from an early age. Um, I had one, my neighbor, he was a guy, Jonas, he and I were close friends. And then I had one other friend, Lena. We were also super, super close friends. And... Um, Apart from that, yes, oh, okay, okay, I had, I had a really, really good friend, Niklas. 
early on from when I was three. His mom and my mom worked in the same um, uh, social um, working department. And they met there and he and I met when we were three and we played. We were best, best friends. So I had three friends when I grew up. It was Lena and it was Nicholas and it was Jonas. And they were like childhood friends, you know, the ones we played. We ha- played games. Uh, we we played. That's what we did. We played a lot. And then when life changed, you know, when we uh, came into our preteens, I, I became extremely socially awkward. Lena, she moved away from town when I was 12, when she was 12. And that really, really broke my heart, totally. It really, really broke my heart. I felt such longing for her, and I missed her a lot. And she, since she was my only friend at school at that point, I was bullied even worse. So I was excluded from all the girls in 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 the school. And I was only allowed to play with Jonas and his friends. So I played with the boys. We played soccer and... And I know that this... And then I, I got two other friends by playing soccer. And so I always had like one or two friends, not like this multitude. And I kept on, you know, kept on living kind of a... I grew up alone at that point with my mom and um, we moved and I lost my friends. And, and I always felt like this, keeping friends and being with friends and and... Trusting, maybe trusting friends was also not so easy for me. And I think I, my life has been more or less that people looked at me from the outside thinking that I was very kind of successful, that I got it made. And But with friends, there was a lot of separation all the time, a lot of moving, a lot of, you know, breakups and and not... These kind of breakups, like where you break up with someone. I did not have that, but there was a lot of moving from my side, which meant I lost a lot of friends and I was not so good at making new friends. And this, I think that this uh, also made me turn a lot to men to seek comfort, to seek, you know, confirmation, to seek this kind of safety there instead and uh, I had I had when I went to high school I had quite a lot of girlfriends not all of them super super close but what we did we partied a lot you know it was that kind of friends we partied a lot and um, I never developed these really really close close friendships because I think I didn't trust people I was always kind of waiting to be excluded and not you know to be left out or to not be good enough and so on and uh, I didn't have the skill you know I didn't understand this socializing this you know uh, you know this talk that you just talk what do you say small talk I never got that part and I think that is something that my, you know, the friends with large, vast networks of friends, they are so good at small talk, you know, talk about nothing. And I never got it. 
why talk about one one brand of something is better than another brand of something if it's clothing or you know if it's a you know detergent or whatever if it's like formula for babies i never got this small talk thing i always wanted to have the deeper meaning and um, and i think also my self confidence was always super super low and i think to be a friend you need to have some kind of self-worth that I am worthy of being your friend and not coming with, you know, your, your uh, begging to be a friend. You come into the relationship knowing that you are a good friend. And I think I also doubted that I had the capabilities of being a good friend. What is a good friend, you know? And I think also if people leave you, breakups and people die and so on, you begin to doubt your self-worth. And uh, I kind of disqualified myself as a friend somehow quite early. So I never really invested a lot in friendship and being a good friend because of fear, I think. And because of a lack of self self worth, and I remember in my in my my last relationship uh, with my ex husband, and this is this is somehow you know how how it works. In the autumn, I prayed. This is like almost six years ago. I prayed and I said, "Dear God, please." Give me more girlfriends. Dear God, please give me more girlfriends. And six months later, me and David, we split up. And uh, I, you know, I tried to commit suicide. And, and I woke up in the hospital and there, five girlfriends are sitting there. My sister and four, four girlfriends. Uh, I must think. Yes. Yes. And I was not really aware that I had them, you know. That this was something new for me to wake up and wake up to a world where women are sitting around my bed, you know, praying and wanting me to be alive. And I think that changed something for me. That that they were there and also that I actually had a prayer, dear God, please bring me more girlfriends. And I realized that to be able to have more girlfriends, I had to let go of the, the man. I had to let go of the importance of a man to open up to this. And I realized in my whole life, I've always strived for the man, always, always wanting the relationship, always longing for my father and seeking that, which meant that the women, the girlfriends, were of secondary importance. And I know that these years, these six years, the importance of girlfriends, I have had to learn how to be a friend, that you return phone calls, that you actually put your own agenda in the back seat, that you don't call 
when you are feeling low that you call because you just reach out to be a good friend and ask how they are doing and that actually when you feel good, okay, and your cup is full and you don't need anyone, it's the perfect moment to be a good friend and to have like a more giving attitude in friendship instead of a wanting attitude. And I realized that the more I've been healing these years, the better a friend I can be because I'm not depending, you know, and I'm not wounded in that way and I'm not expecting and hoping and wishing in that way. So I would say that there is a, there is a lot to friendship and I've noticed a lot in friendship this last, during the corona crisis, what happens to us. I've made new friends now friends that don't expect anything of me, friends that I don't have to give anything back to. We just say, good morning, how are you? I wish you a beautiful day and God bless you. And then I have friends that actually broke up with me during this period. And I can also see when I go back to my suicide attempt, there were a couple of people who could not stand that I did that, and they could not be my friend. One of them said that if she was my friend during this period of time, I would feel supported by her, and her supporting me would make me do it again. So instead, she rejected me and took a stand against me. And to me, I felt... I don't understand that. I don't resonate with that. You know, I don't resonate with that really with the behavior that when someone is drowning, you walk away because if you help them, they will, you know, jump into the water again. What I do understand is that that behavior has nothing to do with me. And I have learned some things this spring because I had a couple of friends who broke up with me and who, who has, a, what shall I say, a need to tell me I am wrong, a need to tell me that I failed somehow. I know during my depression, when I went into the depression this spring, one of my friends that I've been hanging out with a lot the last years, she said she needed a pause from me, that um, there was an imbalance in our relationship and she didn't want to hang out with me. And I'm like, yes, of course it's an imbalance because I lost my job, I am depressed and I'm struggling, you know, with my self-worth and, of course... Uh, you are very successful, you are in a kind of I-got-it-all-made position, so of course we're not in balance. And if this is the right time for you to break up with me, then so be it. And for me, that is not friendship. That is very, very unreliable. It's more like I am okay to hang out with when I'm on top of the world. 
But when I'm not, I can't stand you being in that position. So I have to kind of break up with you. And I think also, and I also thought that, why did you have to make this statement? Why did you have to send me that text and say that I feel that we are not in balance and I need to have a break from you and da-da-da, like that, instead of just not connecting with me? I mean, she could just let it slide and she could just take her break without making a point of it. And I just felt that this was like a declaration of war in a way. It was like an attack. And I'm thinking that, why did this happen? Why, 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 why? And the normal thing that I would do is take it on me and say that I made a mistake, I made an error, I should never have reached out from that position, being not happy and so on. And then I just realized that, okay, this is about her. This is about her wounds or, you know, whatever, her um, capacity, ability to handle me not being happy and perfect. And, and I just felt like, do I want to have this kind of unstable relationships? Do I want to have people in my life who expect of me to be happy and perfect and that I can't be myself and be that the friendship is conditioned, you know, that if you are and behave in a certain way, you're okay, I can hang out with you, but if you struggle or if you're not happy, then I can't. And to me, that is like a given because I know my personality. I know who I am. I know I'm not going to be happy, perfect, able, you know, on top of the world all the time because my personality isn't built that way. I work hard every day to be happy and live a good life. That's part of my, my daily routines. That doesn't mean that I, life won't happen to me. Life will happen to all of us. And for me, this is really something that I feel like, you know, for better and worse... To have less expectations, in a way, on friends that you have on a, on a partner. To kind of have these, of course, but then they are acquaintances. If you ha have friends that you know, they won't be there for you if you go down. Do I want to be a friend that if you struggle and you go down, I'm going to desert you? Is that my idea of friendship? And I know it isn't. It doesn't mean I have to fix people. It doesn't mean I have to solve other people's problems. But it means that if someone needs a hand, I'm here. And I want to be that person. I want to be that person that my friends feel I can reach out to you if I'm not okay. And... I don't have to give anything back to you for doing that. I don't owe you anything. And this is, I feel that... I'm thinking about expectations, and that is not like... That is not an expectation, it's not an agreement, it's not a, 
you know, a condition. It's just that for me, friends, that's, that's to me, friendship. Do you remember I talk about Lena uh, that I grew up with? She and I, we have been friends for 45 years. We are still friends. Somehow, deep down, we can connect. Now, this spring, it's two years since we spoke last. I wished her happy birthday. I wonder how she was. And a lot of things happened in her life. And we connected again. We are always friends. We always love each other. And a couple of weeks later, I texted her and I had a feeling like I need to reach out. And then something really difficult had happened in her life. And she said, it doesn't matter how far apart we are. If we don't connect every year even, you still feel me. And that's, that's somehow how it is. We are still connected. We are always going to be friends. There will never be a question about... Did she do right or wrong? Did she not deliver? Did I not deliver? You know, it's just this basic, basic. We raised each other when we were young. We had really difficult childhoods, you know. It was her and me raising each other, more or less, you know. And and that built a bond between us that I know that's a friendship that asks for nothing, we don't have to deliver, give, return a call, do anything. We just know that whatever is happening on her side is, you know, has nothing personal to do with me if she doesn't call me back. I would never, ever have a thought of blame or guilt towards her. And I know she would never have that towards me. And I'm thinking that our friendship... It's so rooted, deep, deep rooted in a kind of uh, healthy, healthy, you know, without anything bad happening to us, except that our childhoods were difficult. But the friendship was very, you know, soft and easy and supportive. And we had a lot of fun, of course. We, also, we have a lot of fun these days also. And we know each other. We know what we've been through. And I am blessed that I have friends like these. I have new friends, friends that I met maybe five, six years ago that are super dear to me, that I feel that we have these years, life ha has, ha it has gone up, it has gone down, it goes up and down. Life happens to us and it doesn't matter what happens in life, we are still, you know, we have each other's back. And these are friends. One, one of them, we connect every day. If we don't connect every day, it's like, oh, I miss you. And some of them, I connect them once a month or every second month. Or, But you know that there are people that when you meet, you just, you're on the same place, the same page as you left each other the last time. And then I have, and when I go back now to, to those two friends who broke up with me during this corona crisis, I realized that these two friends are friends who, on a regular basis, feel that they need to point out to me that I made a mistake, that I did 
them wrong, that I missed an appointment, that I didn't return a call, that I should have done better, that I should have thought of this and that. They're very, very, you know, regularly pointing out my errors. And I apologize. And uh, really, one of the errors I made, for example, was when I was depressed, I forgot that we had had a plan to hang out. And I booked a lunch with another friend. And, uh, and then this original, you know, planned friend, she got so hurt by me not remembering that we were supposed to hang out on Friday. And I said, I will cancel lunch immediately. I'm so sorry. I'll cancel lunch. I want to be with you. But that was too late. She was already so hurt that she just said, no, never mind. Uh, let's just cancel. And I said, no, absolutely not. Let's hang out. Let's do all the plans that we had. I'm so sorry, but my, my depressed mind is not really, it's, it's not up to date. And I'm so sorry. But she was so hurt, so she could not change, you know, her mind or opinion. And, and she was hurt. And this whole thing stemmed from this. And then the next day, I got like an attack where she said that you always do this, you always disregard this and that. This is not the first time. And, and I just felt like, oh, I'm, am I this bad a person? Is this who I am? And I, I felt like, okay, okay, uh, what can I do to make it up to you? What can I do to make it right again? But there was nothing I could do. It was just like, and it ended up in a really, really difficult breakup. And I just felt like, I feel like I'm clueless here. Because there was no way I could make amends, that I could make up for my error. And it was not even like like an intentional thing. It was, it was a missed you know, plan. And it was also two days before we were supposed to hang out. So there was time to make it right again. But the hurt in her, and I can so see that friendship, when one party is hurt, whenever a wound comes up in a friendship relationship, there is something to look at. And I think that I have, as I, as I know it, I have never broken up with a friend. I have never declared that you did wrong, you shouldn't have done that, you hurt me or whatever. I have done something really, really bad when I was hurt, and I'm going to share it with you. I was so hurt, so I ended up more or less in a darker place that the next day I wanted to kill myself. And that was really my, that's mine. And the position I put my friend in because she forgot our appointment. And I got so hurt and I felt so worthless that I ended up in that position. The guilt I gave her I want to undo it. I want to undo it, undo it, undo it. And I have really, really tried to take my part in that and say that that was totally to be hurt like that, to be that hurt. That is why I'm, why am I doing all of this that I do, you know? It's because to be hurt 
it's a really dangerous place. Because when we are hurt, when we are wounded, when we have wounds that are not healed, and someone can hurt us that much by not remembering a date, not remembering a lunch or cancelling a date with you, if that makes you so hurt that you kind of enter a more depressed state or you take action and you cut them off and you you need to take some kind of action to be less hurt. You need to really, really look into that. We can't be so easily hurt. We need to make ourselves, you know, fuller because we act out of a lack. Someone else is completing us. I totally resonate with this kind of hurt. I totally resonate with feeling so worthless. Having the thought, she doesn't even bother to show up to our coffee date. I'm not even that important to have these thoughts. I'm so well aware and familiar with them. And we must do something about it. We can't let other people hurt us like that. Because people are people. That's not an intention behind it. It's not. And I think that most of the cases, it's not because we don't care about the person and they are not valuable to us. It's because we have something more important to do. Or we forget, or we disregard. I think that this is really, really an important topic. And maybe I'm going to have like a podcast about this hurt, you know, when our feelings get hurt. Because it's not good for friendship. When we want the other person, you know, when we have some kind of agreement, or, you know, when we want someone to complete us or to... uh, We must let other people, for me, for example, my friends, they can cancel because I have the best intentions that we're going to go out after work on Friday and when Friday afternoon comes, I'm so tired, I'm sorry, I can't make it. I'd rather just be home with my kids. And when that happens... Do I say, I'm so tired of you, you always cancel, and I'm so disappointed, and I don't. I just feel into, okay, of course, she worked so hard this week, and she'd rather be home with her kids. Of course, that's totally, totally fine. Sometimes I ask, can I come over instead? And sometimes I'm just super happy to stay at home, and we have a talk on FaceTime instead. The thing is that this friend, she doesn't hurt me. I'm not hurt because I know that she loves me. I know that we love each other. I know I'm super safe in this relationship. So I think that friendships, when we don't feel safe, when there is not an underlying feeling of trust, and understanding and respect. We kind of expect of being abandoned, you know, that they're not going to cancel or whatever. And I'm thinking, if you have friends, I have 
Or maybe I should say, I had a few friends that were often canceled. You know, we had something booked and they often cancel. And I don't have that kind of friends anymore. Why should I have that kind of friends? That I stand there waiting, hoping that they will show up and they don't. That's not what I'm talking about. That's for me, it's not friendship. And you know that feeling. You know when there is no mutual uh, love and trust in that, that there is something else. I have friends, I have one particular friend that is there when she needs something, when she has nothing better to do or when she feels she doesn't want to go to this party alone and she knows I'm invited, she calls and asks, can we go together? And I feel like it's not a good feeling in my heart. It's not a good feeling in my belly and I say, of course, of course we can. But I felt like the last time I felt I was very shallow. I felt colder towards her. I couldn't, you know, muster up my... I couldn't open my heart because I felt used. And I think friendship, when you use friends to feel better, this I have done so much when I felt alone, when I felt miserable... I'm like, who can I call? Who can I call now? And now I don't call people because I feel miserable. If I feel miserable, I have like two or three people I know that I can call and say, hey, my sister, for example, hey, Stina, today is not a good day. And I can talk to her from an authentic, honest way. They are friends that I, I don't complain and whine about my situation. I cry and I tell them this is where I'm at and I can be my authentic self. And they are just, they are few. And I know when I have friends that I call and we complain and we kind of share and we gossip and, and that's a different kind of friendship. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it's not my resources. So there are friends that I feel that are resources to me. That really, and I hope that I have friends where I am a resource to them. And how do we, you know, how do we get more friends? How do we become a better friend? And I think to get friends and collect friends and that's not the way. I think that just to, to be a friend and show up for other people. And I think it's difficult these days because we are living in a society when we have influencers and followers, when we have a, you know, uh, an icon or, a, a, you know, an idol and we look up to them. And there's so much imbalance between special people and not special people and to be special separates you it's really really difficult to be a friend if you're special and I think that the more we can come down the more we can be at the same level and not be better than others I think the easier it is to be a friend I think that I have made more good friends during this corona phase, you know, crisis, because of our becoming more equal. 
many people have lost their jobs. Many people are not knowing what to do. Relationships are breaking and so on. And we become more equal. And it's easier to make friends now during crisis than it's more difficult to make friends when you need to be successful to be a friend. Because then people want to be friends with you. So I'm thinking that the more we can show up as ourselves, the more authentic we can be, the easier it is to be a friend. It's also much, much easier to be a friend when you have a sense of self-worth, when your self-confidence is okay, when you're not struggling, when you're not depressed then it's so much difficult to be a friend because you, th you think that no one cares about you, that you don't have a value. So I think to, to, to just realize that a lot of friendship is also about you feeling that you are a good friend. You are adding value to other people. It's not like you're just grateful to have friends because of them, you are also bringing something to the table. You are bringing you to the table, and that's a big worth. And I feel that to really know what qualities do I want to bring as a friend, I have one quality that I'm not good at, and that is listening. So I'm trying to be a better listener. I'm not very, I'm not succeeding, unfortunately, but I try to cultivate that. Um, also to, to contact, to reach out and not wait for people to reach out to me and to, to support them and to ask if they need support and, and really feel into their needs and not my needs. So you can actually work on being a friend without being manipulative, without having an ag agenda, without thinking if I do this, he's going to like me more or she's going to uh, want to be with me more or... Um, because this is also uh, an idea that if I become successful and happy, I'm going to have more friends. We don't need to be successful and happy to have friends. We can just be ourselves. The best way to, to have friends is to be ourselves and show up as ourselves. And I think that this to be a victim and to be easily hurt, uh, you know, is, is a really difficult position in a friendship. And then we need to work on that. What makes me feel like a victim? Why am I so easily hurt? And how can I work on that? How can I work on my self-confidence, you know, my self-worth, my self-love? Am I depressed? Do I need something here? Do I need medication? Do I need medicine? Do I need to, you know, there are groups. How can I meet more friends? Can I join an activity? Can I join a group, a program? Uh, you know, start start something, uh, exercise, participate in something. This is for me a big one. How can I meet more friends by interacting? Because I am a bit of a loner. Um, even though you may not think so, I am a bit of a loner. Um, so I like that. And at the same time, I easily get the feeling that I'm not welcome and excluded. So I need to find my way here. I need to find me in this and realize that that friendship, friendship, good friends and friendship, that has the same quality of a good relationship. 
if you, in a friendship relationship, feel expectations and there are conditions and demands or you feel guilt or you feel a fear, you can't be honest with this person, you can't say, speak your mind or you feel... I need to speak my mind, I need to set limits, I need to, you know, declare, then I feel these are like, there's an imbalance here and there's, you know, it's very easy to be codependent in a friendship too. If you feel this codependency or fear or, you know, expectations or easily hurt and or you are manipulating or you are reaching out from a sense of lack you know there are things that you need to work on and the question is is this a good friendship is this a good friend are you a good friend in this relationship and I realized that a friendship that has the quality of acceptance of love and respect of understanding of support uh, of honesty you know then that relationship has a balance. You are full, you're equal, and you don't break up. And you may drift apart for a year or two, but when you connect, it's the same. And it's really like that kind of friendship doesn't demand any limits or, you know, declarations or pauses or breakups or blame and accusation and to me that is not friendship that is a try to control so you don't hurt me it's trying to control to have the friendship control over the friendship so I am safe and to me that is not what I want and I realized that these two people who broke up with me this spring was actually good for me because I kind of went along with this friendship wanting to be a friend wanting to be their support and so but I did not feel safe I never knew when a feeling of hurt or like you did this, you did that, uh, when that would come. And I didn't feel safe in the relationship. But I'm not the person who breaks up. I'm not the person who says like, hey, do you know what? It's not okay the way you accuse me of being a bad friend. It's not okay. If, if you don't want to be my friend, then okay. Then we're not friends. But this is not friendship. It's too unstable. It's too insecure. It's too, you know... Um, yeah. So I guess that God, you know, He works His ways. Sometimes you don't have to do things and they just clear up. And instead of them being sad because someone broke up with you, most likely we should be thankful because if someone breaks up with us, there is something that is not healthy behind that. If you're being accused of not being a good friend, there is something unhealthy in that relationship. And often we can think, we can go back to our own. I know that when I'm in a position of being easily hurt, I know that it's 
it's not easy to be my friend when I'm there. And I need to do something about it. And I know that if a friend cancels with me and I have this sense of being hurt, that's a gift. It's not a punishment, it's a gift. And it's a gift for me to look inside and see, okay, so I got hurt now. It's not that she hurt me because she had no intention to hurt me, but I got hurt. And what is this about? It's always an old wound that gets triggered. It's always something from the past that comes in a present hurt. And to put that on the other and say, hey, you always do this and I don't want to be your friend anymore, it doesn't solve anything. It doesn't solve anything for that person. It doesn't solve anything for you. The only thing that you cause is separation. And I believe that everything we do that causes separation and not unity is destructive. So I'm trying now to, to, to really feel into when I get hurt, what is it about, if I feel a victim, if I feel less than in a relationship, in a friendship, what is this about? Why do I have this feeling? And for me, one thing can be financial. I can have a big, big insecurity when friends that I have are wealthier than I am, when they had these good upbringings, when they have... I can also feel like an insecurity when friends have this good childhood, you know, when they are more uh, less wounded than I am, then I can also become insecure. And I, and I feel like I need to work on that. It's not their problem. And I can't choose friends just who has the same background as I have. That's like super boring. Why would I? And to be selective like that and to realize that this gives me an opportunity to work on my issues. And I am so grateful for therapy right now because there are so many things coming up. And um, especially in this uh, area about loneliness and uh, being excluded and, and to work on that from my childhood and to, to really see what can I do right now to, to make that less, uh, have a lesser impact on my life. And um, so I feel that friendship, I think that it's very, very important to remove blocks that we have inside for making friends. If it's insecurities, if it's in, you know, guilt and blame and wounds we have, to really see that, okay, to remove blocks and open up. Because at the bottom, we are afraid. Even in friendships, we can have a fear of being hurt. Especially if we love someone. There is like, I love friends. I love them so much. I really, really feel, I have a few friends that I like, I don't ever want to lose you, ever, ever, ever want to lose you. And that is also a scary feeling, to realize that for every new good friend you get, you also take a risk of losing them. 
And maybe that's why people gather so many friends. I don't know. Maybe some of us have fewer and we invest in them. I don't know. I just realized that the more we love, there's also risk equipped, you know, comes together with that. And that is also with friends. I have many people reach out to me losing like their one friend, their one support, and how that makes them go down into a depression. And that is so, so difficult because I know also it's very, very difficult to be a friend to someone who is depressed. It's not easy. It's not an easy task, especially if the depression goes on and on for maybe months and years. It's quite heavy. And so it's, if possible, it's better to have a network at least of more people. It's also good to reach out to a group, you know, to take your, your problems you know, um, in AA, we have a saying, you take the solution to the meeting and you take the problems with your sponsor, which means that we don't wear each other out. So we have a sponsor that we can share our difficulties with. And I think that system, you know, to have a sponsor or a mentor where we can share openly without feeling that we burden them, I think that is really, really good. And I think friends, uh, depending on, on how, you know, but it's not easy to be a friend um, if, I, I mean, my friends who support me when I'm depressed, uh, I give them the greatest star in heaven. Really, you are the greatest to manage me, to really be able to be there and be my friend during that moment. And... Um, and I think also that is something they have experiences in their lives that makes them able to be that. And I think we can't judge our friends for not being able to handle us when we are low. And we should take that somewhere else, into a group or, you know, there are friends on Instagram, there are groups on social media, there's a lot of sharings we can do. And, uh, and really cultivate the goodness in the friendship and, and not use each other. To really see that, uh, to give, cultivate the giving more and I feel also the feeling of being hurt. A friendship never benefits of the feeling of being hurt. It's very important to speak your mind, but to do that from an authentic side you know an authentic way to say do you know what when you cancelled now I became super sad I really I was really really hoping to see you I was looking forward to that and I got really really sad you can say that from your authentic self without blame without guilt just this is what happens right now and when that person says, I'm so sorry, that was not what I meant. I'm so sorry, how can I make it up to you? You give them an opportunity to make it up to you. That's your gift back. You give your honesty and then you let them, you know, but to punish them and not give them the opportunity to make it right again. That is like, we all know this. And I think to speak our mind from our true being, this is happening right now, 
and without guilt and accusation. And we may need to take a moment and not speak out, not react, and to just go back and feel into and really say, you know what, I got really sad. I was so looking forward to this. I totally understand you want to be with your kids, but I just wanted you to know that I got sad, okay? Then this person can, you know, react from his or her authentic self. And always, if, if you come with that, it's a gift instead of an accusation. And you will get a gift in return. So I think to work on this in friendship and really, really guilt and blame and accusation and defense, it never brings anything but separation. And separation has actually nothing to do with friendship. Friendship is like really, it's the, it's the most beautiful relationship I feel. We flow, I mean, we can flow with friends throughout our whole life. And we can have wonderful friends for a couple of years. And we can have friends that we never see, never meet on social media. That may last a lifetime. We don't know, but I just see that friends are, they are like angels coming into our lives. And and we receive and we give and... We may share a moment of our lives together and we may share a lifetime and to, to cultivate this and really, really look into how can I be a good friend? What is a good friend? What qualities of friendship is important to me? And be that, not expect that, be that. And when you are that, I think that is what we get in return. Okay, loved ones. I don't know if I forgot something. I think that this victim and hurt space in us deserves a podcast of its own because I know it happens every day in everyone's lives. You know, it's so dominant in us, this feeling of being hurt. You hurt me, which is never the case. We know always, I got hurt. You did not hurt me, but I got hurt. And um, I want to say that I'm really, really grateful for all the friends that I have listening to this podcast, all the love and support I get, I receive on social media and in real life. I'm really happy. If there's something my separation gave me, it's more girlfriends. And I'm really, really happy about that. I also have a few male friends that I also adore. Joan, for example, he's a very, very dear friend of mine. And um, I feel that joy is a really great part of a great friendship. Absolutely. There is a doggy in the back now. Okay, dear ones, send me an email, send me a text, uh, feedback always welcome. Uh, and you can also send me questions if you have something, if there is something I can support you with. You know where to find me on uh, Instagram, Shama person. 
and I love you and I hope you have a a beautiful weekend uh, even with what's going on in the world. I think that as always to cultivate the relationships in our closer, you know, our little microcosmos is the reflection of the world. So if we care for our relationships, if we are supportive and good friends and uh, in our close surrounding, the world is going to change. Every change begins with us. And I hope that we together can make change happen. I love you. Peace.